What is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to the Mitch Davis Show. I'm your host, Mitch Davis, founder of the Mitch Davis Show.com, podcast host of the Mitch Davis Show podcast. It is week zero of the college football season. College football is here, it's in the air. We got the Vanderbilt Commodores taking on Hawaii Saturday night on the SEC Network at 6.30 there at Vanderbilt Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee. Southeastern Conference football is back uh, on today's podcast. Going to be joined by a good friend of mine and really just a genuine awesome dude. Ben Troop, former Florida Gator and NFL star Ben Troop will be joining me momentarily. Talk his career, talk a little Southeastern Conference football as we enter in week zero. I'm your host, Mitch Davis. You can follow me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight. Facebook, Instagram at The Mitch Davis Show. YouTube at The Mitch Davis Show as well. And check out the website. We're going to have wall-to-wall Southeastern Conference football content from now until January. It is going to be a fantastic season. I'm very excited. Uh, going to be in Starkville next Saturday for the Mississippi State Southeast Louisiana game. A lot of excitement building around Southeastern Conference football. But at this time, I'd like to welcome my guest, Ben Troop, to the Mitch Davis Show as we get ready for week zero of the Southeastern Conference college football season. Welcome on the Mitch Davis Show to a man that I really have been trying to get on here for a while. I've been talking to Rob Brown, sidelines, been on with him, Ben Troop. Welcome on the Mitch Davis Show, former Florida Gator. I'm not even going to say the pro teams, but former Florida Gator. Welcome on the Mitch Davis Show. Mitch, man, thanks for having me. Um, when I, when I Rob reached out to me about me wanting to come on with you, I was, I'm, I, listen, this, this is what I do. When I think about what my, quote, role is in media, it's to not be a jerk. It's to not be this, oh, he's a former athlete. So he, no, I mean, I, I, I enjoy it because – the only way, just listen. I treat media just like I treat it when I play. I, I I can't get better at it if I don't do it, and I can't just do the same audience all the time. My audience is my audience. They 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 grown to love me, hate me, accept me as family. But being able to come on other platforms like yourself, man, is always uh, enjoyable to me because number one, we share the same sickness, and it's bad. Every time I go see the doctor, he be like, "Ben, ain't nothing wrong with you." I just want to make sure I still got the bug. You got it, and you got it bad. Okay, cause somebody thought that somebody told me the other day, "Hey, man, you from Georgia, so you root for Georgia, huh?" And we almost got in a fight. I almost fought him. Like I root for Georgia, never in life. If I, if the judge say you either got to root for Georgia, you got to do thirty days. Well, take me. Come on, let's do these thirty days, man. Cause I'm not doing it. And my high school was the Bulldogs. I'm not doing it. Not doing. All right, so I've got to ask you, we're going to talk this 2023 season because there's a lot going on. But I want to yeah. ask you about your playing days. Obviously, you're from Augusta, Georgia. You're from mm-hmm. the home state of the defending national champions, however you want to put that. But you're a Florida man. How did that yeah. go down, and how does your feelings towards Georgia now as you're, as you're an adult? Well, I mean, it was, it was simple with my recruitment, man. I mean, Steve Spurrier, he was – I mean, he was the rock star. He, the same rock star that people grew to know and love or hate him. He's coming into my living room, and I was one of those guys that I didn't go to a, quote, prestigious high school that's putting out D1 athletes every year. So my, myself and Carlos Rogers, who went to Auburn, won the Thorpe Award. Uh, Isaac West, who went to Furman, and it was crazy about Isaac West, 
Billy Napier, the head coach of Florida right now, threw to him. That was it. That was one of his quarterbacks when he was there. I think I, even though uh, Napier is older than us, it was uh, my family member. I mean, I got a lot of my, my dad has a lot of brothers and sisters. A lot. My dad got sisters like 17, 18 years older than him. So their kid or like 11, 12 years older than us. So when I'm going through the process and my cousin Purcell, he said, he said, Cuzzo, when um, Steve Spurrier come to your house, you don't tell that man no. Now, mind you, I'm like, number one, I'm like, why would Steve Spurrier come to my house? Why would I have to tell him no? Because I, I don't know what he's talking about. It's like being young and naive really helped me enjoy the process because I didn't know how big it was. I didn't know how, how prestigious it was. And, and just like he said it, that goes Steve Spurrier. The craziest memory was Lou Holtz, Tommy Bowden, and uh, Jim Dunn, it was all in my uh, high school principal's office looking for me. And somebody was like, hey, man, they got these coaches that been looking for you. I look down the hall, I see them, and I, I go get in my car, I drive home. So what's crazy, Jim Dunn had come in the house, he talked to the family. Listen, listen, he leaves. Tommy Bowden comes in the house. Mind you, so Tommy's Bowden car is parked. This back when the head coaches used to come to your house now. It ain't like, I mean, even though assistant coaches come. Tommy Bowden is parked in front of Lou Holtz. They, they like right behind each other like this. Lou Holtz, listen, jumps down the backside, drives away. Tommy Bowden comes in, talks. He leaves. Lou Holtz, it was, it was, it was, it was so humbling though because when I look back on it, Lou Holtz was one of the greatest coaches of all time. I mean, won that championship in Notre Dame, and you know, Jim Dunning was a guy that really got people really like looking at me. And I mean, nobody's. You know, I mean, and and I and I think that when I look back on it, man, all the other coaches were pitching stuff. Come to Clemson, come to come to uh, come to Georgia. You know, come to South Carolina. Murray came in there, we had his assistant coaches with him. My dad opens up. My dad answers the door. He thinks my dad is me because my dad looks really really young. He was like, "How you doing, baby? That's, that's his dad." He listen, listen. The assistant coaches go through the speech, and all he said was this, Coach Murray, like because he didn't heard the speech a hundred times. Sam, like this. At the end, one of the coaches nudged. He looked at us and go, "He goes, so Benny, you gonna be with us?" I was go, "Yes, sir." Mind you, my daddy told everybody that came to the living room, "I'm going." So he told North Carolina, North Carolina State, uh, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, UAB. If they came to my living room, sir, coach, see you in Memphis, see you in North NC State, see you in. But I, but my mother, God fearing woman, man, she said, "I saw, I saw Gators in my dreams." God told me to tell you to go to Florida. That was it. And, and, and now I know I'm going to Florida from the jump, but it ain't. But but people don't make commit. It's now somebody make commitment. It's national news. Oh, so and so say he's going. See, back when I did it, you know, I mean, wasn't no wasn't no social media nothing because I graduated high school in 2000. So what happens is, I know I'm going to Florida, but I said I'm gonna do this official visit thing. Like, I'm going to see what this is about. So I went to Clemson. I went to South Carolina. I went to Georgia. I went to Florida. And I went to Louisville. Because Louisville loved the tight end, right? <laughs> when I got off the plane in Louisville, all I saw was snow. And I'm like, <laughs> mind you, and, so, and it's crazy. People think it snows in Georgia, which it doesn't. So the guy goes, hey, man, and look, they say it. When I, and mind you, I get there late. So the, the guy goes, Hey man, they say it's gonna snow in Georgia. I'm like, it's gonna snow in Atlanta. I'm like, nah, it's not gonna snow in Atlanta. I look at, I look on the news. I said, is that Atlanta Jackson? All white. <laughs> so I had to wait an extra day. But looking back on it, 
I will say this. To every coach that recruited me, man, I'm I'm so humble because these players, nothing, nothing, not against them. Now they're so entitled now because they know how much, you know, they've been hearing you this and you that. Man, I didn't play football my freshman year in high school. I was on junior varsity my sophomore year to where I was a starting tight end. I was a starting kicker. I was a starting punter. I was literally the starting kicker and punter. Not because I was good at it, because I was the only one halfway decent at it. Just imagine I'm 84 with his hand in the air looking like y'all already. It's crazy. I got roughed on the punt about 10 times my junior, my, my, my sophomore year, never got a flag. Because I'm I'm bigger than most of the kids, you know, uh, freaking uh, roughing me, but I remember on my visit at Florida, Randy McMichael was my host on my visit when I went to Georgia. When I went to Florida, I'm playing a video game next to Alex Brown, Mr. Five Sacks against Tennessee, Alex Brown, defensive play. And mind you, once again, I'm naive. So I know I know this guy's a somebody, but I don't know who he is. So I'm like, don't say nothing stupid. So I'm just playing the game. He said, what's up, man? I'm Alex Brown or whatever, right? Now, mind you, the other recruits, they hyperventilated. Well, you know what it is? I'm like, no. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't I – didn't, Brock Berlin was the number one recruit in the country that year. Man, he, they sent a magazine – back when they sent high school magazines, they don't really do them now. He's on the front of it from Louisiana, just like Peyton Manning. They're supposed to be the next coming. And – uh Man, just look at, you know, I, I, I'm i not one of those people that look back on and say, if I had to do, I would do it the exact same way. Because the first Wednesday in February in 2000, myself, I'm sitting in the middle, Isaac West sent to the left, Carlos Rogers sent to the right, and our high school gymnasium, I mean, our high school library to where there are no antics. We ain't got 30 shirts on, 25 hats. They'll go to Florida hat, they'll go to Furman hat, they'll go to Auburn hat, and I signed. We made the front cover of the sports page in the Augusta Chronicle the next day. Three high school boys. And uh, I remember my junior year. Um, no. Yeah, I'm in my junior year because I, I wasn't really getting that many offers because I hadn't played that much yet. I didn't start in high school. I started in high school on varsity for one year in my senior year. I only started one year. I only started one year in college my senior year. And the guy from Augusta Chronicle asked my coach, Coach David Land, he said, who's this kid right here? He said, his name is Ben Troop. He's George's best kept secret. That's what they. That's what the title was in the paper for me. And everything blew up from there. And it's like, man, I I don't, I, look, I thank God every day for it because I wasn't this, oh, man, I knew I was going to. I was the first of my kind. I wasn't the first in my family to get a scholarship to go to college. That was my uncle to Fort Valley State. But I was the first one to get major big time attention in a city in Augusta to where people here, I'm from Swainsboro, Georgia, a little small town. People here in Augusta, the first thing they think, oh man, you can get me tickets to the Masters. I said, if I could get tickets to the Masters, I don't need football to go to college. I'm not going to college. I got connects. I got, you know, but it was, it was great, man. It was great because I got to play against David Pollock and David Green and, you know, uh, Cadillac Williams, Ronnie Brown, uh, 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 Pig Prather. Uh, what, what's the freaking, what's the freaking, uh, 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 Smoot, the freaking cornerback that talked trash from the time you get off the bus? Uh, Jerry Lorenzen. Yeah. You know? Hefty yeah, lefty. man. I, I mean, I respect, listen, I respect, I respect the players that came through the SEC because I know how hard it is to get out there. Forget, forget making it. To make it on that grass for any amount of time 
It's the hardest thing because people go, I say, you want to know what college football is? Look at the sideline. That's college football. All those guys go to practice every day. They work out. They do the right, right things. They're never going to play. And they show every day. And, and I and so I, I have an appreciation of it because it's, man, it's so precious. And you and when people go, oh, you became this or you became that. Well, it's not like I was out there with slouches. Every last guy in the SEC was the man for where they came from. And now they got the best coaches, resources, you know, facilities, food, Unlimited teammates. Uh, yes. God <laughs> forbid they give you the best of the best and you actually become that. So, uh, yeah. Uh, you know. Leads into this. Obviously, you played in the NFL. You were around the NFL. What is the difference between NFL football and the Southeastern Conference? Because there's a lot of great pageantry. There's a lot of great traditions in the NFL. But for me, I'm a Saints fan. I'm a diehard Saints fan. But SEC football, man, we were talking about before we came on air, it really, truly means more. Kind of talk about that a little bit. The SEC – well, to answer your first question, the difference between the, the, difference between the pros and college – you're going from a young man to a grown man. Yeah, you, when people hear uh, Ray Lewis say, this is a grown man's game. That that's The NFL is a grown man's game. And because grown men come with grown men problems, like you go from, hey, man, you got taxes, you got bills, you got kids even if you ain't had your own yet because whatever happened to you happens to the livelihood of every other body on that team. Dropping passes and making plays and missing blocks. That's the difference in making the playoffs and not making the playoffs. Hitting an incentive and not hitting an incentive. Getting the, and, and it's so small. Now, the SEC, what separates it from everything else is we it's, 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 it's really in your DNA, man. It's hard. The fans pay such they, – they, they play such a pivotal role. It's like – because superstition was born in the SEC. That's where it was born at. If somebody goes, I usually park in this parking spot, I park in the one, and we lost by three. What? Or I usually get to the stadium at this time. I, I decided to leave a little later. Because and, and and we're and we're what everybody coming to see. You know, the egg, you know, the egg bowl, the iron bowl, Florida, Georgia. You know, it, it just and and the thing is, you walk up to any SEC fan, no matter what age they are. You tell them who you are, you tell them where you played, and something clicks in their mind. Oh, man, I remember they're going to give you the date, the, the situation. Because when I when I, when I I first got on the radio, a friend of mine, Christian, Christian Gokel, real good friends now. Uh, Christian is 10 years younger than me. He knew So he knew who I was, obviously, and I'm just, you know, I'm meeting everybody, right? This is what Christian says. He's like, I'm Christian Gokel, and you're a big-time Georgia fan. That's all he really said. About a month working in working the network, he goes, being true, you ruined my childhood. This is what he said. He said, you ruined my childhood. I said, what are you talking about? He said, he said, he said, October 2000, he said, the last weekend of October 2002, you catch the game with the touchdown pass to beat my Bulldogs. I was 10 years old. I said, I was 20 years old. He said, and you ruined my child. That's the only game we lost that year that kept us out the national championship. And he goes, so when I started working for this network and they, and your name kept coming up, I'm thinking, what? And, and it's it's just, it, and now we laugh about it now, right? We laugh about it now, but it's, we can't let it go. Like we, I couldn't imagine 
being an Alabama fan and the kick six happened. I'm going to, you're going to have to be in a URA. No, I'm not. A, did you just see that? That's like, you know, I mean, I can't imagine, you know, uh, what was it? Kentucky versus LSU. Yeah. LSU throw up the prayer. Yeah, my child I said, right Think about this. I, I'm not rooting for Kentucky or LSU. I'm like, what just happened? And to me, what makes the SEC different is we every 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 conference got moments and memories. The SEC got the best ones. We got the best moments and memories. In, I'm not taking nothing away from the other ones, but I was our uh, oh my, I was where that. Where were you when this? Oh my god! <laughs> like when the kick six happened, I said Nick Saban, man, he must he must have did something. He ain't go to church. He ain't, he ain't, I don't know what he did because I'm like everybody else. I'm like people got said Chris Davis. He stepped out. I said no. Chris Davis just showed why what the uh, uh, offensive lineman's worst nightmare is to have the cover kick because they use a fan out, you know, some a tight end or the kicker or the, or, the, or the snapper, they make the play. Chris Davis says, all I got to do is run right at them. They're going to run right at me. I run right at the last second. Take out to the side. Like, oh, they all got, they, they're not athletic enough to catch you. The tight end, he don't know. He, he actually got blocked. I said, oh. this is when you know. Nick Saban, what do you do? Took his headset off. Don't give me, I don't want to hear no flag. You know who the blame is? The guy who was working the clock. It wasn't a second left. They put a second back on the clock. That guy was like, his wife was like, oh, you're going to keep doing it, baby. I got to find something else to do. I shouldn't have put that second back on now. <laughs> so to me, the SEC is, man, we just, the only people who understand us across the country, they're like, y'all are nuts. No, y'all are. You really going to? Yep. You're going to go out there and buy? Yep. You, I mean, checkerboard, all sherbet orange, checkerboard, uh, overalls, all red overalls, walk around with cowbells. It, it, we're crazy. Like, it's something, you know, 18 miles an hour, hotty tidy. You know, it, and it's only going to get crazy with Texas and Oklahoma come over. So, so if you think we crazy now, <laughs> hey, we it's only going to get worse. <laughs> Man, I, you know, I, I will say, I can't wait to add Texas. I can't wait to add Oklahoma. My dad and I, you know, dad's been a loyal Kentucky football fan my entire life. That's all I've known is Kentucky football. Dad has said next year when we go to Austin, we're going to go. And I say we. I, I hate to not be professional. But when Kentucky travels to Austin next year, I'm going. I, I have got that, like, circled on my, like, yeah. Auburn this year, too. I'm going to go watch Mississippi State, uh, you know, because I'm married into it. going to go watch State play at Auburn. Of course. My first time to ever go to Auburn. You know, this is – I'm very excited and – Oh, oh, Auburn is an Auburn is. I, I've been to Auburn one time my sophomore year. We was ranked number one in the country. We go up there. We miss a field goal. They, they no, 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 no. We couldn't block the field goal. They beat us like twenty three to twenty. And listen, I, I ain't never seen that much toilet paper in my life. They were throwing this stuff around the stadium. And they and, and and you know what's crazy about stadiums is you find yourself being engulfed into the culture when you're there. Like, like Auburn to go, dun, 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 dun. They do the whole Rocky thing, right? And it is. At first, you're like, this is lame. you like, this is pretty that. It's, it's pretty that. It's like you find Tennessee with 100,000 creamsicle-colored wearing whatever, <laughs> right? Listen, I mean, Kentucky, Kentucky is one of those stadiums to where, look, dude, Kentucky stadiums like this. If you beating them, 
the fans can right, if they in the game, it's gonna be rough. They will give you four quarters of especially my games, boy. They will they will and, and, and what I like about it is is whatever the tradition is, they're not gonna not give it to you when you're there. If you're on the road, Arkansas, you know, uh South Carolina is known for things like uh uh Mr. Mr. Big Spur or whatever his name is. Look, uh they went all white or all black. We drove by one time. And they was having a funeral. They had a gator head literally sticking out of a coffin. The people got on all black. They looking back at us, and I'm like, that is beautiful. I like that. Y'all gonna lose. But I like that though. It's like, I mean, it's 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 an event, man. College football in the SEC, we put on shows every it's like the circus every Saturday, and we're part of it. We we <laughs> don't let it be listen. You know, and you know what makes us crazy? Two words, no, three words. College game day. Yeah, I, I think that's three words, two words. But and, and somebody go, hey man, college game they're gonna be at uh, Mississippi State. What? College game they're gonna be at Kentucky. <laughs> and, and, and first you say, I'm not showing up. The next thing you know, they go Mitch with his sign. <laughs> and and out there for him. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta love it, man. Gotta so love it. we got to jump over. You know, we're running out of time because Zoom puts me on time links here. But I want to ask you, SEC East, obviously Georgia. Perennial favorite to win the SEC East. Who finishes second in the SEC East in 2023? If if Joe Milton is as good as they say he is, which I think he is, t- Tennessee got got the best shot because the best teams have returning players, preferably those quarterbacks in the in the same system. You see what Hendon Hooker was able to do, right? Joe Milton come in, see what he was able to do against Clemson. You know. Uh, and I, I just think for me, I, obviously the bias in me want, want me to say Florida. I don't know what Florida's going to have. I know Florida's going to have running football. I don't know how Graham Mertz and Pearsall and company's going to be. I know they're going to have a good D. But for me, quarterbacks decide games. Teams decide championships. A quarterback will decide a game. And I think for me, Joe Milton, I mean, outside of maybe like what, K.J. Jefferson or, you know, uh, you got a couple of Daniels coming back at LSU, you know, Rogers coming back at, you know, uh, at Arkansas. I mean, you got, I mean, basically said you got some guys, but for me, Joe Milton, man, the kid, he looks, I don't like to say it. He looks like Anthony Richardson. He don't, I don't know if he plays like him, but six four two forty five, and he got a big arm. So for me, it's probably going to be Tennessee. If, if Joe Milton can stay healthy, that defense can play complimentary, you know, football. I think Tennessee got the best shot to finish second. Jumping over to the SEC West, I'm going to have two questions I hear for you for about this. First question, are you believing in the hype of Zach Arnett and Mississippi State this year? I, I am, and, and for this reason, right? Mississippi State is one of those teams. They're never going to get the credit they deserve because they shouldn't be held at the same esteem as Alabama, LSU, I'm not saying they can't do it, right? I'm not saying they can't do it, but come on, man! Like, give them a chance. Like, give them a chance. I mean, obviously, you know, you're dealing with, you know, still gonna be dealing with the devil, your coach, man, and it's a lot. Mississippi State is always gonna be a team that, I mean, shoot, uh, Dan Mother was over there. They was ranked number one in the country when the first <laughs> BCS rankings came out. But I do believe in it because when you at a, when you at a place like Mississippi State, you got more time to develop because. Because the outside noise is not louder than, than the expectations of you in, in the building. So, yes, I, I I am buying the hype, but you got to go out there and prove it. 
last question I have for you here. Actually, I'm going to I'm gonna throw one more question at you down the road here. I want to ask about Alabama. Return of the Alabama, you know, dynasty, or is this kind of the what Paul Feinbaum is saying is the end of Nick Saban? Uh, Paul Feinbaum wants to get clicks. Uh, I don't think it's the end of Nick Saban. Uh, Nick, Nick Saban to me is like, it's like, like Kirby Smart is like Patrick Mahomes. Nick Saban is Tom Brady. So, so this man got seven. Another man got two, and it's the end of him because he didn't win the national championship. No, Alabama is the only team that's won every way you can with the quarterback, without a quarterback, running the football, throwing the football, defense. Alabama is because they don't have a sure thing at quarterback. They're gonna run the football. They're gonna bludgeon you on defense. They're gonna build confidence at the quarterback position. And by the time when the rubber meets the road, they're gonna win enough games to probably you know they're gonna win enough games to get to get to Atlanta. And and this is the thing about Alabama. And they didn't win it with Bryce Young and Will Anderson. They didn't win it. You think Nick Saban? Nick Saban said, "Okay, that's almost a blessing in disguise. I got the best player on offense, best player on defense." I'm still out of bounds. Meaning, I get it. Tennessee beat us. You know, great game. Crazy stuff, right? But what ends up happening is, right, we forget. Alabama is the barometer. Meaning, if you can't beat them, you can't win anyway. I, I don't know where we get this from, Alabama. The, that's the end of Nick Saban. Nick Saban going to be like, boy, Nick Saban is done when Nick Saban retires. That's when it's over, Right. Will it will it be will it be conventional Alabama? No, nope. but look at the 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 uh look at the scoreboard at the end of the game. Alabama don't care about they could they can win 20 to 20 to 16, 20 to 10. They don't care. They want to get the dub. They don't Golding care how it looks. Getting rid of Pete Golding is the best thing for Alabama. A lot of Ole Miss people right now are, oh, Pete Golding this, Pete Golding that. I'm like, y'all don't realize Nick Saban wanted them gone. Like he he was like, oh, yeah, go to Ole Miss. Go be with Lane Kiffin. And and that's – I'm going to leave it at that because I cover Ole Miss and I don't want to – Man, listen, man, listen. People, people, people want to talk about the Kirby Smart coaching tree. Mel Tucker, Dan Lanning, you know, just so on and so forth, right? Kirby Smart is a head coach because he was at Alabama. Lane Kiffin is a head coach because he was at Alabama. And, you know, and, and the list goes on and on and on, right? This is the thing about Nick Saban. Nick Saban goes, why, why, why so disrespectful to me? Why? What? Yes, yes. If you got to play against me, I'm a bludgeon you. Yes, I'm, you know, I eat the what? The two oatmeal pies. I'm I, I all I want him to do is just open up one of them coats. I get so sick of looking at it right there on the freaking poker. Open the thing up and drink it. Jesus, I guess like I'm like, are you gonna take a drink of this thing? Just, Product placement. Coke was just saying, just turn it, just turn it and drink it. But uh no nah, man, what I love about Nick Saban is he reinvents himself better than anybody. If adaptation was a skill, he he would be the greatest at it. He learned because he didn't start throwing it all around the yard until he got to it now. He didn't do it until he got to it. So if Mac if Mac Jones comes before Tua, Mac go, ah, oh, Mac, you got to run it. They said, we got this dude named Tua, even though this other guy, this bum named Jalen Hurts, only lost two games, hmm. right? Every Heisman in Alabama history was coached under Saban. Every last one of them, Mark. Ingram, you know, you got Devonta Smith. You talk, you know, you, I mean, you talk about uh, Bryce Young. You talk about Derrick Henry. So when people look at when, if you Nick Saban, he's thinking, what else do y'all want from me? Like, seriously, what else do, do y'all want? Another, another natty, another one. 
Harbaugh, it took Harbaugh 30 years to beat Ohio State. Now he's the greatest coach in the Big Ten. He's not. He's not. But that's another that's another topic for another day. Last question I have for you. It's going to be rapid fire, 30 seconds or less. This is because Mississippi people have written in to me to ask this question of you. Who wins the Egg Bowl this year, State or Ole Miss? <sighs> I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a good game because because of the rivalry. Man, Lane Kiffin got something going on. Man, like he got something going on right now. And he's not getting enough credit for what he's doing. It's it's, it's it's what I said earlier about Mississippi State. Stop judging Ole Miss on the whole SEC West. I mean, I think it's gonna be a better game than people give it credit for. But I don't know, man. Mississippi State, no, really not. Really because their coaches died. Really because their coaches died, man. They they. Freaking things happen in the egg bowl. I only I hate to do the whole analytical thing. Let me say this. I want Mississippi State to win because I think it's good. I think it's good for college football, but I but I, I think Lane Kiffin, man, he don't care if he win 49 to 48. <laughs> Just want to get that dub because he realizes the egg bowl keeps him his job in the state of Mississippi. Because if he does that, you know, those expectations are quote. Y'all going to Atlanta? Not unless they're going to visit. Because that SEC West is is a is a dog fight. He has been true. Thank you so much for coming on the Mitch Davis show. We got to do round two. We got to do round two here coming up. Of course, man. Listen, Mitch. Listen, anytime you need me, we can do it. We share the same sickness. When you went to the doctor, it wasn't for high blood pressure. It wasn't for high cholesterol. Yeah, man. You you got the itis. What is it? SEC? Yeah. Do you need anything <laughs> for it? Nope. Nope. Do you want to know? Somebody said, do you want to go to the ACC? Absolutely not. That's not a real conference. ACC, what is that? <laughs> I said, ACC, they got Notre Dame that won't even won't even honor his contract and play in the ACC? No. We, we got real football over here. We'll take it. We'll take- you have been listening to the Mitch Davis Show. I've been your host, Mitch Davis, founder of the MitchDavisShow.com, podcast host of the Mitch Davis Show, Folks, it's game week, week zero on Saturday. That means you should head on over to all the social media, Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight, Facebook, Instagram, The Mitch Davis Show, and check out the website, TheMitchDavisShow.com. Starting this week, running through probably next June, we're going to have Southeastern Conference content cranking out like never before, covering the SEC and only the SEC. So it should be a really exciting season. Uh, It's here, folks. College football is here. A very, very special thank you to my guest, Ben Troop, and my good friend now, uh, Ben Troop, for coming on the Mitch Davis Show today. It's been an honor. uh, Really, just truly, it's been an honor. And so excited to welcome him on, uh, back on for round two in the coming weeks. Again, thank you so much for listening to the Mitch Davis Show. I've been your host, Mitch Davis. Check out the website, themitchdavisshow.com, and you can listen to your podcast on SoundCloud, Apple, and wherever you consume your podcast needs. Thank you so much. Have a great week, and let's get ready for some Week Zero Southeastern Conference football between the Vanderbilt Commodores and the Hawaii Fighting Rainbows.